You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number three. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for moms who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds loss or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, online fitness coach, wife, and mom of four. Every week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and I have an amazing interview today with my friend, Becca Jackson. Becca lost over 50 pounds, and she is going to tell us all about the journey, what she learned from it, and what she wants people to know who are, are just embarking on this journey themselves. I met Becca about a year ago, and it's kind of a funny story how, how we met. I was at a high fitness training. So I decided I wanted to teach high fitness. I went to a training. It was about 20 minutes from my house, pretty convenient, showed up, took the class, started the training. And during one of the breaks, this cute girl turned around to me and she said, I follow you on Instagram. And so we kind of got to talking and we took some photos together and said, hi. And then she was telling me a little bit about her journey and how she had started an Instagram page. Um, and I immediately followed her and I've kind of followed her journey ever since. And over the last year, I've really seen her grow and develop into spreading this message that she has about fitness and love and the mental aspect that comes with really creating a transformation in your body. I really think you're going to enjoy this interview that I had. So let's hop into the interview with Becca Jackson. All right. And I'd like to welcome Becca Jackson to the podcast. Becca, thanks for coming on today. Yes, I'm so excited. I am super excited to be able to talk to you. Um, I followed Becca's journey for about a year now, and I have just been thrilled kind of seeing her grow into her message uh, of this self-love and being able to share her experience and her story and how she's gone to where she is through that self-love. And so I'm just, I'm really thrilled for you to be able to share that with everybody today, Becca. Yes, I, I love it. I'm grateful for this platform too, to help to help share it. So yeah. Great. Thank you it's, for having me. It's very important. Um, so I first kind of want to just have you tell me, just kind of give me a brief rundown of kind of your fitness journey to this point and kind of how you've gotten to this point where you are right now today. Okay. So I'll try and condense this best I can, <laughs> but I kind of, you know, grew, grew up as any other, you know, kind of teenage girl kind of struggling with, you know, feeling guilty with eating certain things and feeling like I couldn't eat too much and I shouldn't eat breakfast, but I was playing sports. I was playing soccer and softball. So I was very active and I just never felt like I had this good understanding of nutrition. And, um, anyway, got married and started having children and just kind of slowly started gaining weight, um, through those years. And, but I always loved being active. I loved exercise. I loved fitness. And even after my first daughter, my husband and I even trained for and ran a marathon. But even in those months of training, I still managed to gain weight. Yep. <laughs> and so anyway, so it was just, it was just kind of this like constant, it was just, I didn't understand nutrition. 
And it was just kind of this constant battle of I'd go to the gym every day. I did Zumba and weightlifting and all of these, you know, different. And I would run um, and I was so active, but I just still was not, my weight wouldn't budge. My pants still fit the same and, you know, all of these things. And um, I just, when I had my third daughter, um, it was also the year I turned 30. And I had also gained the most weight that pregnancy. And when she was, so this is in 2016, a couple of years ago, when she was four months old, I still weighed the same as I was pregnant. <laughs> and so in those, in those few months after having her, I had started exercising. I had started watching what I was eating a little bit here and there, but my weight was literally not budging. And, um, and that's when I knew like, okay, like, I don't know if it's something about being 30. I don't know if it's three kids. I don't know what it is, but like, I've got to take this seriously and really try. And so that's when I really focused on exercise, not just, um, running a few miles, but I really incorporated a lot of more hit interval training and really pushing myself. And I also incorporated weightlifting. Um, so I did a lot of that rather than just like running two miles on the treadmill every day. Um, and I think that was a huge, a huge influence for me was pushing myself and challenging myself physically. Um, and then kind of, that was the first, you know, kind of year of my, you know, after my daughter was about a year old and I kind of plateaued and I couldn't budge into that next, you know, tens of, you know, my weight, I couldn't budge down. And, um, that's when I knew I'm like, okay, I really need to do my nutrition. <laughs> and, um, so July of 2017, so about a year later, I, that's when I started counting macros. I literally knew nothing, but I said, Hey, this has worked for other people. Let's give it a try. And literally within three days, of tracking everything I ate and trying to hit my numbers as close as I could. I was like, Oh, it was like this light bulb. It was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. <laughs> and I just was so excited. And cause I knew, I knew I could feel control and, um, you know, we'll get more into that. But I, I knew that I had finally found something that would work for me and my body and still challenge me, but was doable and livable. And I wasn't giving everything up in order to, be healthier. Um, so anyway, that's kind of a long, long story there with lots of ups and downs in between. Um, but that ever since then I continued to lose weight and then I became, I certified to teach fitness classes. And now I also love to share my love of macro counting and just trying to find like a better balanced lifestyle with people from kind of everything that I've learned and what I found successful. So that's that's kind of that in a nutshell. That's awesome. Could you kind of repeat, I think this is such an important, important thing for people to understand is this, is this timetable because we look on Instagram and we look on social media and we see these before and afters and they're like these six week before and afters. And people have this idea that like, if they just really buckle down hard that in six weeks, they're going to have this amazing body. So can you kind of just kind of go over that timeline again, just so people understand like what this process really was for you? Yeah. And I feel, I feel like that's a huge part of my, and that's why I call it like a journey. I'm like, it's never ending. It's not like, 
I'm going to lose X amount of weight and be done. It's like, no, like it was trying to find this journey. So it took, I, I usually say about, um, what it was probably about a year and a half to lose 50 pounds. And so if you do calculations, that's what, 70 weeks Mm -hmm. to lose 50 pounds. And so I never, ever, ever lost more than one pound a week. And I think that's huge for people that I talk to is, you know, I had weeks where I was consistent and I would lose one pound every week, but not even once, 1.1 pound. (laughs) It was always one pound or less. And it was, and I think what I could have very easily been frustrated with that, but it was good for me to realize like, no, like I'm still progressing as long as I'm consistently doing what I'm doing, I'm still progressing. I just can't, you know, just give up and say, it's not good enough. It's not fast enough. I'm like, cause it's, it was still better than I was. And, um, so I think that was a huge, a huge part of it is that, um, that it's okay if it takes a long time because I was trying to focus on those habits and the lifestyle and I wasn't trying to hurry to fit into a certain size pants. And so, yeah, so I never, never lost more than one pound a week and that's okay. It was fine. And, and since then I've been able to maintain, maintain that weight for almost a year. And I think it's because I did it the right way by slow and just working hard, but doing it right. So I think that is more than just okay. I think that is, that is the key. Like that (laughs) is the key. And and people, people come and they want these quick fixes and they will say, well, I lost 20 pounds in five weeks before, but then they just regain it back. And that to me, that's not success. That's not success. (laughs) What you've done is success. Yeah. I, I did one post a while ago about, cause I took pictures every week, especially those last 15 pounds of when I was counting macros, I did pictures every week, which I thought was super helpful. Um, rather than just focusing, focusing on the scale is I took measurements and pictures and, but also what can discourage people is I, I did a post where I did my first three weeks side by side. So it wasn't the first and the end. It was the first three mm. weeks. And I was like, do you tell a difference? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and you can't like in those first three weeks, like mm-hmm. you can hardly tell any difference, but I had lost like one to two inches around my waist. I had lost three pounds, but in the picture you couldn't really tell. And I'm like, but I was feeling so good. And I was, I just felt awesome. And I can tell this, that it was progressing and better, but people, I think people just give up too quick because they're not seeing results fast enough. Like you said, because we see all of these awesome transformations within four weeks. And it's like, well, my trans- transformation was a year and a half. And so mm-hmm. like, yeah, my before and after is pretty awesome, but it definitely wasn't four weeks. And so it's hard for people to wrap their mind around, around that, you know, mm-hmm. that, we see so much. It's like, you don't know the whole story. And, um, so it's hard to compare, you know, the whole comparison game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your, your Instagram account. Um, you started as, was it Becca Jackson fitness? Is that what you were first when I started following Uh you? And then you changed your name to if the cookie fits, which I love. It's such (laughs) such a cute name. Um, so kind of talk to me about, you know, why did you start an account and what has that transformation been throughout the, you know, the years that you've been doing the account? Okay. Yeah. So I started, it was about, um, about a year ago. It was last September when I started it because I had, well, I had lost this weight and I think for 
to kind of get a different perspective is I had, when I started counting macros, I was hoping to lose like two or three pounds, but I lost 10, like within the first, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 weeks. And I hadn't been that size since I was a sophomore in high school. Mm. And so like, I totally surprised myself. I was like, holy cow, like I just lost all this weight that I didn't know I could or would ever lose. I thought was impossible, you know, and I totally surprised myself and, but it obviously felt awesome. And I just, I felt strong. I didn't feel, you know, skinny or like I was starving myself. Um, anyway, so my friends and family had obviously seen kind of this, these few months go by and I just had so many people reaching out saying, how did you do this? What are you eating? How are you, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, everyone wants the magic pill, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I found myself texting and emailing, you know, these friends and family different, like, oh, this is what I learned and here's some good recipes. And, um, and then I started, I was registered to become a high fitness instructor. And I was like, well, I'll need an Instagram page to help announce like when and where my classes are. I'm like, I'll just start an Instagram. And I totally was so hesitant about it. And I actually had three followers, my two sisters and my mom (laughs) for about, for about three weeks. And I had like done a few posts and then finally my sisters were just like, just do it. Just put yourself out there. You know? And so I kind of started tagging some people and, you know, trying to, you know, promote myself a little more, my message. And, um, it was totally nerve wracking, but, um, but it's been awesome. And so it's been fun to kind of see this last year, just to kind of have this space where I can share everything I've learned. And, um, so I changed my name because kind of my, my perspective and my view, I feel like is a little different than a lot of other accounts I was following and trying to find was I literally heavy in a cookie or a piece of candy or a treat every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that was kind of my thing going into counting macros is I, I realized I'm like, Oh, I could have two double stuffed Oreos every single day. Cause it was, I don't know, 21 carbs, seven fats and one protein. I think. I <laughs> so love I that you know that, that off your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause you know, cause I had that, like that might be right. I don't know. But I had, so what I, what I started doing pretty much from day one was I would wake up and I would pre-log two double stuffed Oreos into my fitness pal. So I knew that sometime during that day I could have them and I was allowed them, that it wasn't a time to feel guilty or that I was sneaking them that like, I am allowed these two Oreos sometime today and no one can tell me that I need to restrict cookies in order to lose weight. Like mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, just really kind of to prove to myself that like I can stay in control and have two and not seven and I'm allowed them and I don't want to feel guilty about it. And so, um, and there were days where it's like, Oh, I'm good. I don't need them. You know, like it's not like I had to eat them every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was just knowing that I was allowed and I could make them fit within my macros. And, um, so kind of going on lot going along with that, um, say if a cookie fits, so if it fits your macros, I'm like, well, my cookie always fit because I made <laughs> it fit because it was what I wanted. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I changed it to that, um, a few months later after I started the account. So I'm like, yes, this is totally just me just trying to be like a balance, you know, like I love macros, but I love my treats. And so I just try and make it work whenever I can. And so yeah, so that's if the cookie fits where it comes from. I love it. So is that what you feel like made macro counting work so well for you to see the results? Um, is that 
that feeling of like, yes, I can have a cookie. It doesn't have to be guilty. It doesn't have to be like something that I'm ashamed of, but like that freedom to like put in what you wanted to have. Yeah. I think that was a huge, a huge thing for me was just the learning process. Um, and that's what I feel like macros in and of itself. I feel like it's a learning period of time where it's like, okay, like for me, I said, I'm going to do this for eight weeks and just give it my all. I wasn't committing to a lifetime of tracking because I want a life. Like I want to have flexibility and I don't want my kids to see me obsessed with always tracking. So I was, I committed to those eight weeks and it was just this really good learning period where, um, I was just learning about food. I was already eating and kind of realizing that it's not good or bad that it's like, okay, I can have a piece of white bread for 19 carbs or an apple for 19 carbs. Like neither of them are a bad choice. They're just different choices. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the apple is a lot more nutrient dense, but they had the same amount of carbs. So at the end of the day, if I felt like a piece of white bread, I would eat it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it was that learning period of realizing that things aren't good or bad, but it's, you know, I want to try and fuel my body with the best and most nutrients I can, but I shouldn't feel guilty if I want to have a cookie or a treat or that it's not bad for me and I can still, you know, feel, be healthy and live this kind of balanced, healthy lifestyle and lose weight or gain muscle or whatever your goals are. And, um, it's not, it's not bad and you don't feel guilty about eating perfectly, you know? And, and so I think that was a big thing for me too, was that my diet wasn't perfect, but as long as I, my numbers, you know, I stayed within my macros for the day, I would do the best that I can. And but as long as I tried to stay within my numbers, I didn't have to feel guilty for eating a slice of pizza. And, you know, and I obviously have my fair share of protein shakes and egg whites and salads. And it's not like I didn't eat healthy. And I think that's a misconception. People are like, you don't eat healthy food. I'm like, well, I definitely do <laughs> because I would starve if I just ate white bread and cookies all day, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, so you need those nutrient dense foods to help you feel full and obviously, you know, all of the benefits and vitamins and minerals. So, um, but it's just finding a balance through all of that macro definitely, definitely helped me just open my eyes to just, I can look at a nutrition label and it's like, Oh, like I actually know what I'm looking for. I just Mm -hmm. look at total fat, total carbs, total protein. And it was exciting to me rather than like one of my favorite protein bars. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's 300 calories. I would have never, ever chosen to eat that. I'm like, but I can look at it now and say, yeah, but it has 18 grams of protein. That's awesome. And, and the reason why it's so high in calorie is because it has 14 and it's worth it to me. It's kind of just realize that I have choices and kind of up to me to make those choices and whether something is worth it to me or not. So I would often say that, um, you know, kind of compare it to my cookies. It's like where I could eat this or is that, or would I rather eat my two cookies? Like what's worth it to me? And so um, those were all huge lessons that counting macros taught me. So. I, I, I agree. And I really find the empowerment that comes from being able to make a choice of like, which one is worth it to me more. Um, and when you can start to like make yeah, those comparisons sure. and say like, these aren't good or bad, but like, is it worth it to me? And sometimes it is yeah. and you eat it and that's fine. And sometimes it isn't. You're like, yeah. it's not worth the 20 grams of fat or whatever. Um, yeah. and that's okay. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, talk about, oh, exactly. 
Yeah. So talk about this transition that, um, you made, like, how did you know when you were done losing weight? Like, what did that transition look like? Was it like hitting 50 pounds? Was it like a certain aesthetic? Like, what were you going for? And how did you know when you had arrived? Cause I find that a lot of people, they're like, I don't know where the finish line is. So how did you know where your finish line was? Right. Well, um, I kind of realized, well, I realized early on that after I lost those three pounds, I was gaining or aiming for, I lost those three pounds and I said, Oh, I'm now I've lost eight. Oh no, I lost 10. Oh my gosh. I lost 15 pounds. (laughs) Like I just, I was kind of shocked that I was still losing weight that, um, I was really toning up too. So I'm like, there's got to be a point where like, I want to be toned. I don't want to be skinny and you know, like sickly. And there was one point, so it was the week before Thanksgiving. So it was, yeah, it was that November of 2017. I remember I was getting dressed and I looked in the mirror and this was like such a pivotal moment that I will never forget because I remember looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see my ribs. <laughs> and, and not um, in a good way, right? <laughs> no, I'm like starting to get emotional because it's like, I was seeing my ribs and cause I have three daughters And, and that was kind of a turning point for me mentally where it's like, I don't want them to see me trying to be skinny, you know? And that's where I would really talk about with them that it's like, I I'm eating this way so I can be healthy and strong. And so I can feel good and have energy. And I really tried to, you know, relay that message to them this whole time. And I got into this point where I'm like, I am skinny. And it kind of, like it kind of made me sick where it's like, that's not, I'm breaching the point of unhealthy and obsessive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a turning point that I could have very easily been like, oh, but this is so awesome. I've never been this skinny before. How skinny could I get? Mm-hmm. And cause I still wasn't, I mean, I still had, you know, cottage cheese on my sides or whatever, you know, and like, and I think it's very easily to be, you know, in this mindset of like, Oh, well, it'd be so awesome if I was this skinny and this size and this weight. And at that point I was like, no, I'm like, this is not a healthy lifestyle. This is obsessive. And, and that was a huge turning point for me to realize that like, you know what, like I, I've come so far and I feel awesome and it doesn't mean that I'm done. It just means that I get to keep going and I get to focus on being strong and healthy and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that was a huge turning point where I started that week where I started kind of doing a slow reverse. I kind of just tried it out myself. I just kind of, the next week I added a hundred calories. I added, you know, like 10 grams of protein and a few carbs and a few fats. And I'm like, okay, that felt good. I didn't look any different. I didn't gain any weight. And so the next week I upped another hundred calories, you know, a little a few more carbs this time and a few more fats. And, and I continued to do that. Uh, for about six weeks until I, I got up to my maintenance calorie amount. And I, I had maybe gained like one pound, mm-hmm. but still, it was still such a healthy place where I'm like, I'm okay at this point gaining weight because at that point I wanted to gain muscle. And so I think there's also a point and, you know, we're t- talking about it's a fitness journey that you need to forget the scale. And I could go on and on about the scale and how much I hate it, <laughs> but it's, um, it's unhealthy in, to a certain point where you are, your body is recomposing from fat loss to muscle gain to there's so many factors in the scale that ha- there's got to be a point where you've just got to get rid of it and say, yeah, but how do I feel? How do I look? How strong am I? What's my endurance? 
and that there's so many other goals than a goal weight. Mm-hmm. And so that's where people talk about the finish line. It's like, well, I'm not done until I get to X amount until I get this weight. And it's like, well, honestly, you're never done anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if you get to that goal weight, you still have to work hard to maintain that goal weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, so anyway, that's kind of a few thoughts on that. But. Yeah. And then talk about uh, this, the, the transition that you made away from tracking. Um, what did that look like for you? Yeah. What, like, okay. what were your fears and your concerns and your worries and how successful did you feel like you made that transition? Yeah, honestly, it was, it was awesome. I, I don't regret one thing about it. And, and to be honest, like that's one thing I love about macros is that like, there was what, two weeks ago where my husband's like, I want to tr- start tracking again. I was like, all right. And so I tracked with him that whole week and it felt awesome. Like, I didn't feel like I was jumping back on an obsessive bandwagon, but it was like, no, like I felt in control. I was eating exactly what I should. You know, it's kind of reminding me of those healthy habits and not, you know, the extra handfuls of M&Ms. And, um, so anyway, so I like that I'm always able to track again, but I don't feel like I have to. Um, so yeah, so once I kind of got that maintenance point, I kind of slowly just started not tracking everything. So I would maybe track like my breakfast and lunch and my snacks and be like, okay, like I'm totally on track for the day. I'm going to kind of just eat a high protein dinner, have a little snack, you know, before I go to bed and protein shake. And so I, at that point kind of made some habits of, I realized my portion sizes, I realized like, okay, that's about four ounces of chicken. And, you know, after doing it long enough that you kind of get an idea and I'm like, I don't need to know exactly what I'm eating as long as it's close enough, you know? And, um, so I kind of started just slowly not tracking. And then I went on vacation for a few days and I didn't track at all. And that was really good. Um, even along jumping back to those first eight weeks where I was tracking from the get go, I went on vacation twice and I didn't track either of those vacations. And so, um, anyway, just kind of, I'm jumping around here, but knowing that like you, you don't have to be exactly perfect every single day of every single week in order to see progress. But as long as you're still maintaining those healthy habits, like you'll be okay for a few days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's like a hashtag that I always use and I love that it's memories over macros. And, you know, cause I started like the week before 4th of July, I'm like, I'm still going to go to these barbecues. I'm still going to have a few Doritos and, um, you know, that sort of thing is trying to find that it's like macros are awesome and it can help you, improve and progress, but it's not life. You know, that like, if you have a special night for your kid's birthday, like have a piece of cake and it's okay if you go 50 carbs over one night, you know, that it's kind of to enjoy those moments. And, um, yeah, so kind of talking about my transition from just kind of loosely tracking. And then I went like a week with not tracking and then I would track for a few days and, Um, but then I just, I felt like I had these habits and I felt great. I felt good. And there have been a few times. So that was since February of this year, so February of 2018, where I just kind of stopped tracking. And there's been a few days here or there where I have, um, but it's, and like I said, I'm, I've still maintained. I've honestly, I figure one thing that actually was huge for me is I've just gotten rid of all of my clothes that were because I'm two, two sizes smaller than I have been for the last 10 years. And I got rid of all those pants, all the shirts. And that was so empowering for me, honestly, was to take that big bag 
to DI and just be like, oh, like I'm done with that size because I feel I feel like I have the tools I need to ever if I start feeling like I am starting to gain some more weight and not you know feeling myself and that I have the tools I need to do it again. And so um, anyway, so that's so empowering to know to know that I have those tools and it's not just a quick weight loss diet, you know, that I can, you know, create a lifestyle with it. And I think you hit on some such important things because I, I know a lot of people who are just getting started with macros, they feel really overwhelmed and they feel like it's such a hassle and it's so time intensive. Um, and I really think it's important for people to go into it with the understanding of like, you're doing this because you're going to learn habits um, and you're going to yes, learn about your yeah, food exactly. and about portions and you're going to create these new habits so that, you know, I liken it to like training wheels, like it's your training wheels right now. And someday you're going to take those training wheels off and what's going to keep you going is the habits that you've created during that period. Um, and so I love that you have made that transition. And like you said, it's so empowering to be able to feel like like, you know what? I understand the process. If I, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, wanted to hit a new goal or I like gained some weight and I wanted to lose it, like I have that knowledge and power in my fingertips and I can do it. And I know I can do it because I've done it before. Yes, so, exactly. So yeah. that's so and awesome. It's not doubting myself and just, yeah, and just knowing that it's there and it's a matter of just being committed to it and doing it. And mm-hmm. I know that can be easier said than done sometimes, but. Um, but it's possible. And so, but if you go into it with a thought that this is not, there is not an end point, like you said, that it's not, there's no timetable that you have to be to a certain weight by. If you can go into it with that idea, then it, that expectation that it's going to take time, then when it does take time, you don't get so down on yourself and you don't Mm -hmm. question the process and (laughs) you can just keep going. Yeah. I had a friend yeah, I had a friend that it was about six months ago. She reached out to me, and so she started tracking her macros. And she, um, you know, was really frustrated the first few months. And then finally, she texted me one day. She's like, "You know what? I've just discovered that my body loses a half a pound a week, and that's okay." Mm-hmm. And you know, and so she she had finally just like come to terms that like that's just how her body was, no matter how hard she tried. And she's like, "But it's okay." And then I got a text from her last week. She like, it's been five months. And I lost 15 pounds and she's like, it was maybe only, you know, a half a pound a week. She's like, but I did it. You know, she's like, I lost the weight I was looking for. And anyway, so I think that's a huge, a huge part of it too. It's just not like, it's not a race. Like why why are you in a hurry to lose weight fast? (laughs) Like it's, I mean, we didn't gain weight fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like you gain 10 pounds in one week and it's like, just give yourself time. Like, it's okay. It's not a race. And I mean, you'll be grateful that you did it, even if it is a year from now or two years or however long it takes, like it's, it's okay. And you'll be grateful for that one pound at a time. So so that's one, one thing that I, that I like to to share is that I didn't lose 50 pounds. I lost, I lost one pound 50 times. And I think that's such a good thing to remember too, is that I had to do that one pound 50 times over and over and over again. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to do this one thing real quick. It's all going to come off. It'll be great. But it's just putting in that consistent consistency, 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 just to just keep going. And it can be discouraging and hard, but that's, you know, when hard work pays off is when you just keep giving it your best, no matter what. I love that. You lost one pound 50 times that like, 
Yeah. I hope that that really rings true to a lot of people because I think there's so much wisdom yeah. in that, in just that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of what you talk about, Becca, on, on your platform and on your Instagram page is self-love and really like yeah. talking to women and helping them to talk kindly to themselves throughout this process. So how, mm-hmm. and, I, and I know a lot of women struggle with that, right? They, they feel like, well, if I like yeah. love myself, then I'm just going to be fine with where I'm at and I'm not going to want to change things. So how do you, right. how do you balance these two things of like talking to yourself really kindly and giving yourself grace, but like still making mm-hmm. progress and still having goals? Yeah. 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 I think the biggest thing for me was, um, let's see how long ago it was, yeah, it was about a year and a half ago. It was, I read, um, or I, I was getting caught up in the comparison game like we all do. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself looking at this picture of this cute, cute little petite girl. She's literally five feet tall and has like this cute short blonde hair and these big blue eyes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she is just perfect. I, you know, I want to be her. And I just like started laughing. I'm like, I'm five, eight and I have long black hair <laughs> and brown <laughs> eyes. And like, looking at this and I just started laughing. I'm like, no matter what I do, I will literally never be her. (laughs) And, um, and that was just such a good point for me mentally, not even physically. And that's where we get caught up in the physical changes. Like you said, is to think about the mental part too, where that's where I shifted my change to this is me versus me. This isn't me compared to this cute little blonde, but it was me and my progress. And, um, and so kind of my big statement that I go back to over and over and over again is I'm trying to find the best version of myself. And, um, like you said, for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, but I love myself. That means I'm going to stay the way I am. Cause I just love how I am right now. It's like, yeah, that's great. And that's awesome. And no one should take that feeling away from you, but are you as healthy as you can be? Are you as active as you can be? Are you, you know what I mean? It's finding this, like the best version of myself, not someone else, you know, and focusing on your own progress and your own story. And even at that same point, it's not comparing yourself to yourself 10 years ago. And I think that's where people get caught up. It's like, well, I used to weigh this much before I had kids. It's like, yeah, well, that was before you had kids. And that was before life got busy and challenging. And it's to compare yourself to where you are right now. And that's why, like, I know a lot of people don't love the before and after picture thing, but for me, I love my day one picture because that was me and my progress from there on out. Mm -hmm. It didn't, it didn't have, I didn't have to stress and worry about the 10 years of ups and downs I've struggled with my weight, but it was like, no, this was my day one and I'm going to find the best version I can from me here on out. And I took, you know, Instagram and I scrolled through and I was like, oh, she makes me feel she feels, she makes me feel less than I'm just going to unfollow her. She's a great person and she's doing great things, but she's not making me feel good. So I just started unfollowing a lot of people that didn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And, and that was a big part of it was finding, um, you know, finding things that really encouraged me and inspired me to find the best version of myself rather than wishing I was someone else. And so it was that mental game of, you know, not, not someone else, but me. And I, put actual physical signs. Like there's one in my bedroom, my kitchen, my bathroom. Like one says, choose joy. One says today is a good day. One says, what's the best that can happen. 
And it was rather than taking this pessimistic of, I will never do this. I can't do this. I, you know, all these negative thoughts to no, but I can. And, um, that was another quote that I read kind of during this journey was what would happen if I didn't give up. And for me, anytime I had done anything nutrition related three days into it, I would give up. (laughs) I was like, Oh, that's too hard. Or I don't want to, or it's taking too much time. And so that was another thing that really kept me going even, you know, through this long period of time was what would happen if I didn't give up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was a lot of the mental part that you kind of have to be your own biggest fan. You have to cheer yourself on when it gets hard and say, no, like I can do this. You know, there's no point in giving up and saying it's too hard when you don't know if it is because you haven't tried. You just got to give yourself a shot. And so, like you said, it's like sometimes, you know, like we want to be our own biggest supporter and fan, but like you've got to challenge yourself to do hard things because you can do hard things. Like there's no one, no one telling you, you can't. And if they are, get rid of them. (laughs) Tell them, say no, but I can't, you know, like don't, don't let that negativity come into your life. That doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And because um, you're in the biggest control of what you allow into your mind. And um, so, you know, just to, and so I do, I start every day, you know, by even just like, I'm, I'm awesome. And it's like cheesy. And like, I tell my girls and it's like, but I, I'm awesome. And I'm great. Today's going to be a good day. And like, I'm enough, you know, like I'm enough. I don't feel like I need to be better than anyone else or better, but it's, or I'm not enough, or I'm not good enough, you know, but it's, it's like, no, but I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need those negative feelings. Um, so yeah, positive affirmations is a huge, having that mental game and being that mental part of it is a huge part of the journey, but, um, but it's not just physical, you know, but it's figuring out things and, and being able to push yourself a little harder mm-hmm. each time. So, well, and I think if, if we really do love ourselves and if we really are our highest self, then we want to progress. Like that's just innate in us. That's just like, that is just human is wanting to progress and get a little bit better. And so I think when we really come back to that, like if you really truly love yourself and you love your body and you love what you've been given and you're grateful for the things that you were given, you want to make the most of it. Um, And so I think that that progress is just a natural extension of that, that self-love. And I think you do such an amazing job of balancing those two um, in your captions and in the things you're sharing. And one of the things that kind of going back to what you were saying about um, the before and after pictures, one thing that I love that you, you do is you say, it's not a before and after picture. It's a during and a during, like those are both me. I, I, that was me in both of those times. And it's not an end and it's not a finish. It's like, these are both just part of my journey. Um, and, and I love that you like share that message because I think it's so valuable. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a huge, a huge part of it is that like, I'm still, like you said, like there's not a finish line and it's like, I'm still, I mean, I could very well just be like, all right, like, I'm just going to forget all this. I don't want to exercise. I'm done. You know, like who's to say that like, I mean, I still have to wake up and be like, okay, I can do this today. <laughs> I can turn down, you know, this fresh cake. I can, you know, it's, you know, it's trying to find, like, I still have hard times. It's not like I eat all the cookies in sight and I, I still have to put on my workout clothes and I still have to work hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you're right. It is just a during and a during. And, um, and I think a big part of that too was, part of the self-love and just exercise and eating well was a lot of it for me 
was realizing that I'm not doing this to be a certain weight, but, and I'm not doing it because I hate my body, which Mm -hmm. I think I did for a long time that I would, you know, pound on that treadmill for an hour and just be so frustrated with where I was at physically that I've, you know, really trying to focus on changing my mentality to doing all of this because I love my body. Mm-hmm. Like it's given me these three amazing daughters and as hard as it is, as it is to be a mom and be busy and tired that like, I am so grateful for this body I've been given and the chance I have to raise these girls and the chance I have to teach them, to teach them about nutrition and the importance of exercise and being active and to treat our bodies with respect and love and not wishing we were something else and, you know, wishing and thinking that everything's out of your control. You know, I just always thought, oh, I have big hips and big thighs. That's just the way it is. And this, and you know, I just labeled myself. Like no one told me those things, but we tend to label ourselves with things that we think are impossible and, you know, just so negative and it's so awful. And I, you know, so I see these, I see my daughters and I do like, we tell them every day, we're like, you are so beautiful. You're smart. You're kind. And just to really, you know, not just focus on our bodies and, but where we are, um, because we love ourselves, not because we're hating ourselves and trying to change, but just showing yourself appreciation. And I think that's another big thing was realizing that I, I was doing all of this and it wasn't being selfish. I wasn't being selfish by putting my kids in the kid care at the gym. It wasn't being selfish. It was, it was just treating myself with the respect and love it deserves. And I think that's really hard for busy moms to balance is trying to find that level of being selfish and, you know, giving their all to their family. It's like, well, there's kind of a little part that like, you kind of need to be a little selfish and take care of yourself Mm -hmm. because you're not going to be healthy and happy and do all of those things and also take care of your kids and they're not going to be healthy and happy. You know, it's kind of this that you've got to take care of yourself in order to be the best version of yourself for your family. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so that was kind of a big thing that fueled me was to do it, like you said, out of like love for myself and, um, and to realize that I wasn't being selfish, but I was really being selfless by taking care of myself for my kids to have more energy to play with them and be with them and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of another thing that told me mentally was to have that mentality. So good. So what would you say to, um, you know, so maybe there's some moms listening here who are struggling and are not happy with where they're at and they're not happy with their body and they're feeling not healthy and not like their best selves and want, and wants to have the transformation that you have, like they want to have that transformation. Um, what would, what would you say to her? Honestly, I think the first thing that comes to my mind when phrasing that question is to decide to start now. And Mm. I think that was the biggest thing for me was, like I said, I knew hardly anything about macros. I had heard about this or that. I was like, all right, I'm setting up tonight. It's midnight. I'm just going to start tomorrow. Let's just do it. Cause I had decided, I'm like, I was done. I was done. Like feeling, feeling all that negativity every day of just like that self criticism and just tearing myself apart. Like it was affecting my family and it was affecting 
like I vividly remember laying in bed one morning and my husband was leaving for work. And I just said like, please don't go. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't take care of the kids. I can't do laundry. I can't do dishes. I can't work out. I can't, you know, I just think you get so overwhelmed with everything. And, uh, I just remember like begging him like to not leave. And, um, and that kind of was all around that same time where it's like, okay, if I want to be able to do all of this, like I need to just decide that I can and just do it. And, um, that's when I, you know, took my first step was just starting, just giving it a go and not, like I said, to not give up, to see what happened if I didn't give up and to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what's really hard in the fitness industry is that I feel like it's all or nothing. It's like, you've got to eat your Brussels sprouts for breakfast. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, so it's, it's like, it's all or nothing. It's like, you've got to be 100% with your diet. You've got to be exact and exercise every, you know, and it's so overwhelming for a lot of people to feel like they have to dive in and be perfect. And so I say to give yourself grace, to focus on your progress and to realize I love, I kind of talk about this 80, 20 rule, this with consistency. I'm like, if I am 80% of the time consistently eating well, eating my egg whites and protein shakes, and we have green beans with chicken. And, you know, like if we are focusing on that 80% of my time, then that 20% is okay to go get an ice cream with my kids. We get donuts on Saturday morning. Sometimes we have pizza nights on Friday nights, you know, to have that 20% that like that one meal is not going to ruin everything. But if you are focusing on that 80% to just give it your best, even if it's not perfect, it's still better than where you've been. And, um, so I think that's a huge thing is just to give yourself some grace and just don't be so hard on yourself, but to be your biggest fan and just cheer yourself up, cheer yourself on and tell yourself that you can do it and that you're not needing to be perfect, but just focus on just being a little better each day and just not giving up. Well, I I think something from your story that I think, um, should ring true to a lot of people and should be put into practice is that you didn't start like doing all the things you started with exercise. And so you like got that and you like made that consistent and you like maximized Mm -hmm. that. And then you added the nutrition onto it. And so I feel like a lot of people, they're like, okay, I'm going to make all of these changes and I'm going to get up early and I've never gotten up early before. I'm going to exercise and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to do everything right. And And it's it's too much change. (laughs) (laughs) And so then they feel overwhelmed and then they stop. And so I love that. Like you did it a step at a time and you just took the next step and you layered it on and you lost 50 pounds, one pound at a time. Um, and I think that that's so wise. And, and for anybody listening too, I think, um, I think a lot of people, if you ask about their fitness journey, uh, have this defining moment that Becca talks about where like, you just kind of decide it's enough and that like, you're like, you're going to start right now. And I think that like, this can be that defining moment for you as you're listening to this. Like if that's you, like this can be the moment where you say, you know what, I'm going to get started on this journey. And today is my day one and I'm going to take the next step and I'm just going to focus on taking the next step and I don't have to overhaul everything. Uh, and I can give myself some grace, but like, this is the start of my journey. Like let's, let's go, let's do it. So yeah, yeah. I love that. So yeah. So awesome. It's so powerful. And, and a lot of it does start with the mental of like, nope, let's do this. You know, that it, it is a a lot of a mental part too. And it's 
um, I've used the analogy before of a triathlon. It's like, Hey, I'm going to do a triathlon. So it's not like you decide, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when you decide, like, I'm going to do this race. So day one of training, you don't go for a bike ride, swim and a run all in one day. (laughs) It's usually like, okay, I'm going to go run a few miles. Okay. Now I'm going to, the next day I'm going to swim, you know, a few laps. And then maybe on Saturday, maybe I'll bike and run a few miles. And you know, it's, you've got to build up to it. And even that's even some advice for people just starting out macros. It's like, just start tracking what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Like that alone is so eye opening to be like, Oh, like five handfuls of M&Ms adds up fast. And, you know, just to realize, just like you said, not jump in and feel like you have to do it all at once. Maybe just start tracking your protein and say, Ooh, a hundred grams of protein is a lot. And I'm supposed to get how much and, you know, and to, like you said, to not be overwhelmed about it all at once, but, um, but to just do your best and build it on in layers. I love that. So good. So good. All right, Becca. Well, I could talk to you all day long. Like I love your story and I love that you share it with such heart. Um, I feel like you really speak from the heart and you really like just have had such a transformational journey yourself. And now the fact that you're willing to share that with others and like encourage and motivate, inspire them. It's just, it's, it's been an awesome thing to be able to watch. So to wrap up, can you just kind of let everybody know where they can find you and where they can like follow you so they can get this, this inspirational message on the daily? Yes. I, yeah, I've loved being here today. It's been so fun. Um, chat your ear off, but I, I am on Instagram. I don't have a website. I'm just sticking to Instagram for now. It's if the cookie fit and you know, I do email and that sort of thing, but I love having a voice on Instagram and sharing. I do a lot of stories. I like people to see what I'm eating every day to see that I, you know, have, a good balance of a healthy lifestyle that it's not all or nothing and that I can teach fitness classes and be a busy mom of three and, you know, a really busy working husband that it's possible. And some days are harder than others. And I like to show that vulnerability that it's okay to have bad days, but we're, it's possible and you can do it. Awesome. Oh, you're the best Becca. Thank you so much for coming on today. And thanks for sharing Uh, your story with us. Yes. Great. Thank you, Amber. Isn't Becca awesome? I think she shares such wisdom with her story, especially in that fact that it's a journey and it's not an end destination. And that sometimes we laugh and joke, you know, we hear this word fitness journey, but it really is true. It really is a journey without an end destination. And the more that you can view it that way, the more successful you're going to be in the long run. So I hope that you took some nuggets away from, from this conversation with her and that if you're in the middle of, of a fitness journey right now, or in a a transformation of trying to change something, um, that you can kind of take heart and recognize that your journey is your journey. And that is what is most important. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. Do you love biceps after babies radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. 
If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.